Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Toffee Blues Opposition View. Again, I'm Max and the two long weeks without Everton are finally coming to a close. The lads are back from the warm weather training camp in Dubai and have waffled away coming up this Saturday. I got the chance to sit down and talk to John of From the Rookery Ends just to discuss the game, to discuss Watford and the commonalities that they have with Everton. And by that, I don't just mean Zed Cars. I hope you enjoy the interview. We're now joined by John of From the Rookery End. Uh, John, thanks for coming on again, mate. It's nice to see you. No, good to... Uh, well, uh, yeah, it's all right to see you at this point. Yeah. You've been Everton fan. Yeah, it, things are looking a bit better for us, at least. Um, I, w- I just want to start from, you know, the last season, Watford um, under Walter Maserati just avoided relegation, finishing one place above the drop zone. Um, he was replaced by Marco Silva at the beginning of this season and all in all Watford had a, a decent start to the, to the season with you know notable wins against Bournemouth, Southampton and Arsenal um, and around October it was roughly around you know the time where Ronald Koeman was sacked by Everton after our dreadful start um, Silva's head was clearly turned by the proposition of, of managing Everton due to their interest um, results and morale around Watford generally seem to drop, if, 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 if I'm correct in saying that, around that time. Can you just kind of uh, kind of detail the events of what happened with Marco Silva at that point and the, the impact that Javi Grassi has had since coming in? Well, I sort of think the, you know, when, when a manager sort of gets what is deemed to be, I'm not, I'm not going to deem it to be, um, a bigger club when, uh, to sort of go in there to uh, manage, it's really interesting, Marco, because what we felt was, you know, on our podcast, we talked about it was, you know, in many ways, if he had done and continued to do what he did at Watford in those first 10 games he had with us, he would have been knocking on the, the big boys. You know, it, and, and you know, even a, a season at Watford after the half season he had at Hull, in many ways, uh, Everton would have been um, a step up, yes, with an established Premier League side, but not where he actually could, could potentially mm. be. And it felt like in terms of when, you know, Everton sort of uh, were asking to, to speak to him, it was just a little bit too quick for him. Um, he hadn't done enough. But what we feel, and again, we never know, why would that change things so much? Um, Watford said he wasn't allowed to, to speak to them. Uh, maybe he didn't, maybe his agent did uh, to Everton. But then... Clearly, he, I think he then fell out with the management, the, the CEO, the chairman. Um, and that's where his sort of head was, I don't want to do this. Or I don't know I don't want to do this, but I'll just get through this. His motivation and therefore his motivation of the players sort of really went off. And like you, you mentioned Mazzari and, and not the same thing, but there was a, a thing in the last year where when he, he lost the team, uh, but then he he was stuck around to the end of the year. And I do think Marco would have stuck around to the end of the year mm. if things hadn't gone as bad as they went. Um, and with any manager, with the number of bad results we had and the bad performances that we had, um, that, that he wasn't going to stick around. And, and since Javi has, has been with us, you can see, you know, we, 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 we lost our first game away at Southampton in the, uh, the FA Cup. Um, but we are still a side stricken with injuries. He then 
set up brilliantly and motivated brilliantly uh, aside against Chelsea. Yeah, I know they're, they're just Chelsea again. Playing Barcelona later <laughs> tonight as we record this. But they're, yeah, they're not what they were. Uh, and they've certainly had a manager that's lost uh, his motivation, uh, his mojo, I think, a little bit as well. Um, and uh, he just motivated what we knew was a good bunch of players to, to play a game. Um, and it was a fantastic thing to watch. Uh, so I think he sort of found what we saw under Marco in some players. And with a few coming back, hopefully, uh, we'll be even a step closer to, to what we were achieving. Um, you know, I can't sort of say that, you know, three of our injuries you would call key. So, you know, you mentioned that it, I just want to bring it up, that game against Chelsea. You know, it was a game that really grabbed, you know, the national media's attention rather than just mm. local media for Watford. It was a tremendous performance, albeit a, a poor Chelsea performance, but a tremendous performance by Watford. Um, uh, a man of the match standout performer in that match was a, a man we're very familiar with here on Merseyside, uh, Gerard Delefeu. Um, he's back in the Premier League, trying to um, trying to figure his way out into the Premier League as again he just can't seem to maintain a place in that Barcelona side. Um, when he was at Everton, he was very much a player that tested the fans' patience. But you know, listening. What, what way? What way did he test? Was it more? Was he one of those players who frustrated a, 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 a fan yeah. because oh, he tries too much and loses it? Yeah. But, or did he go missing in games? Um, but, uh, it was pretty much his, his decision making was, I think, a, a major factor. You know, it was kind of when he got when he got the ball out wide, it was always the same trick: try and beat the man and whip the ball in the box. And it was very inconsistent with the balls that he put in. Um, I was I was just going to ask you, what's the feeling about him? Obviously, I know um, by listening for two year podcast and just gathering some Wofford fan reactions. You know, they've been very impressed with him since he's come in. But what's the, what's the sense that you get from Gerard Delafayo at Wofford? Um. I would say we've only had, I, I think we've only had three games with him. Uh, one ago was the Chelsea game. And, we, you know, we, we had, we've had a several players over the last few years. We had um, Niang on loan from AC Milan last year, who had a great game. We played Arsenal away, in which we won. And he slowly petered out and showed exactly what he was worth and why he would come on loan to Watford um, rather than to another bigger club. Mm. So we, we, I, that's sort of the back of my mind a little bit. But you can sort of see that, uh, you know, what I like more than anything is how quickly he sort of settled in and what he's added to us that we've been lacking with our injuries, that ability to get the ball from the front to the back, uh, from the back to the front, to say, quickly. Uh, and that's where what, what we were doing under Marco was really brilliantly, where we had Chalabar and Cleverly and also um, um, Decore in our midfield three, you know, beautifully quick through our midfield and, and up front. And, and that's what we've been lacking. He sort of added that back, but not 100%. Um, he, you know, we, didn't make, we made a few signings over the... the the window he certainly seemed to be the only one where you'd say oh you'll be in the side quickly mm. but you know we, we're used to young loanies from from like foreign places and loanies coming in uh, to Watford so I'm, we're aware of his limitations but he's sort of added uh, at least something that we've been lacking and that's always a, a good thing yeah and the, he, as you say he does really seem to be uh, now a mainstay in that in, in that Watford side you know he seems to be a, a name that Seem to be on the team sheet, um, albeit um, he still struggles to complete ninety minutes, which is the uh, something that Everton fans really did pick up on. But um, I was just going to kind of discuss with you, right? The you've been unchanged from the Chelsea game in, in the West Ham game, which resulted in a two 0 loss. I watched that game, and it wasn't necessarily a poor performance by Watford. No. The the two goals that were given away were more defensive errors uh, and defensive lapses rather than. 
a poor performance. Um, given Everton's poor away record as of late, do you think there'll be a selection change or even a tactical change for this upcoming game? Well, we felt there wasn't a tactical change against West Ham, and uh, maybe you know how how could you go around and you know a team that just beat Chelsea that not just you know beat Chelsea but really brought back the fans in terms of a feeling and a happiness that we were sort of lacking. You know, you couldn't then go, oh, well, we're going to change three of you, um, and I don't think that was the right thing to do. Um, but he, we definitely weren't set up in the right way against West Ham. Um, they certainly had an extra body in the midfield, so hopefully there'll be a slight tactical change in that way against uh, Everton. Um, there could be, like I say, defensively we have been very weak, but defensively is where we've had sort of several key injuries um, to, to the lineup. So we haven't been necessarily consistent, um, and you hope there might be uh, some players. We haven't had a full, you know, who's going to be back, who's going to be back well, on the bench, who's going to be back maybe starting, um, where, where that might sit. And I can't see huge amounts of change in terms of the starting eleven, but maybe a, a slight change that formation um, to, to, play, you know, to play against Everton. And you hope that as a, a manager for the first, his third game that, that West Ham was in, in England, uh, he sort of went, oh, OK, that's how you, uh, mm. what you get when you play against West Ham and you don't play against big teams like Chelsea. Mm. So hopefully that was a learning experience for him uh, and how he sort of can you know, use those players. And you know, also the third game for him. So really seeing those players uh, in their match mode yeah, um, the, you said there, you know, Olivier Decore is, is a name that seems to be attracting a, a lot of attention due to his performances this season. Uh, are Watford hopeful uh, of keeping hold of him or can you see him eventually being let go and, uh, and going to another side? He'll go to another side, guaranteed. Mm. I support Watford Football Club and I'm used to that. Mm. Um, you know, we sold John Barnes to Liverpool in the, in the late 80s. Uh, we've always been that club and we will always be that club. And our owners of Pozzo's have owned Udinese since the mid-80s and that's how they made money. You know, that's how they've kept Udinese where they are. Uh, a bit of ability to find talents from around the world. Um, one of them being Sanchez, uh, uh, who's now at Man United, of course. Um, so that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, we bought him for 20 uh, about two years ago. Didn't play for us straight away. Last year, wasn't going to play. Almost went out on loan. But then with injuries, he came in the side and started to shine. And this year, he's really shone through. I mean, he is mm. the, the engine. Uh, him and Cleverley uh, have done brilliantly in our, in our midfield this, this year. So I think he will go. Um, mm. I think more this I think he could go this summer. But it, it would have to be good business. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're all Premier League sides now. Uh, we all get plenty of money. It's not like we're we we've got him and we're in the championship. Uh, yeah. We'll be uh, you know trying to claw our way out of it. So it, it should be for the right money. And personally, uh, I want him to go to the right club. You know, yeah. I don't want him to go to a club where he's going to be second or third choice uh, and just sit around. He still needs to. He's still got some development to do, but he needs it on a, in a different setup, just to, as every player does to sort of keep making those strides forward. Mm. And uh, you mentioned there he, he has really been at the heart of uh, of that midfield and. Obviously, for, from an Everton perspective, that first half of Goodison was a forty-five minutes where you know you you know we were going through a really bad run of form, played considerably poor in that in that first half. But Watford's midfield really did shine through in yeah. in how how you overrun us and how you, you caused damage. Who who do you think is going to be the danger man? For, who's going to cause problems for Everton this time round? Well, that, that midfield, that's like I said, that's where we sort of lacked a little bit. You know, that game was cleverly Will Hughes um, and Decore. Uh, we haven't really had a proper workroom three in that midfield for a while. Hopefully, Will Hughes could be back, but again, he could be one on the bench. 
Um, so, you know, we, we've still got Richarlison, who's causing issues for people out on the, on the left, but he seems to be getting a lot of attention uh, from defences and, and, and getting covered quite a lot. So, Decore is still out, I think, is, I think, you know, if we stop the season now, uh, and that's stopped the season at many points throughout the, the year so far, you know, he will be our, our man of the, uh, man of the season, uh, player of the season. Um, hard-hitting danger players just aren't fit. Firmino, who's on our, uh, our right side um, of defence, slash midfield, slash winger, you know, he's back and forth and, and pretty, pretty special. Um, so I, I don't really, up front, we're not going to scare you up front. That's the biggest thing because, mm. uh, you know, Dini isn't scoring and neither's Andre Gray. So somewhere along the line, hopefully our midfield will, will score some goals. Um, but exactly what that midfield will be, we're not 100% sure. Mm. So just on that note and finally, just to close it, what's your prediction for the game on Saturday? 2-1 to Watford. Well, <laughs> I, 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 in some ways, I don't know really. And, and, uh, I think we're, hey, we're still trying to, we, like you said, the thing we've discussed, how will he set up that team? Yeah. And what players will be back from injury to give him either the option or some <clears> options <throat> off the bench? That will be the telling thing where I can perhaps give you a better, more better thought out prediction come uh, three, uh, two o'clock when the teams come out on Saturday. Well, as an Evertonian and, and watching all of the, the away performances over the last, you know, however long, you know, it really wouldn't surprise me if Watford did come away. With um, with the win, but let's just hope that you're wrong. So, um, John, thanks for coming on, mate. It's been great to have you. No worries, anytime. So there we have it. Let's hope John's wrong with his prediction and the Blues pick up all three points on the road this weekend. Thanks for watching, and remember, if you're enjoying the videos, to like, comment, and subscribe. I've been Max with the Toffee Blues. <laughs>